Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Inside Podcast, episode 37, featuring no one. No one's here. We have no special guests. In fact, it has been exactly, or not quite exactly, almost two months since the last, we call it, classic episode with just Paul and I. Welcome to the classic episode. We hope you enjoy this one. Um, Welcome new listeners who've come here from listening to Eric or or, or Bella or most of you had um, Jay Lee. Jay Lee, that's right. We had a Brian appearance as Brian, well. Brian, we had Javica. So welcome, yep. welcome friends Several of those people. Mm-hmm. Get cozy, grab a cup of coffee, glass of water, and enjoy this episode. Yeah, we're going to start with a little bit of a State of the Union address. Yeah, the Union being you, the listeners, or actually, and we're the state. No, 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 no. The state is like <laughs> the the what wh- how things are that's yeah. the state yeah okay. and the, i guess the union is more of like the podcast so sorry listeners you're not the union we're the union we're the union sorry so you're just listening so jacob you, you shared with me a very interesting statistic yeah so i was checking out some stocks streamer okay and he was talking about apple and he was talking about apple podcasts or something and people were like oh this is a garbage platform whatever who's gonna use it and um he he shared a statistic that i found very interesting he shared something that uh, 20-some percent of the podcasts out there don't exceed one episode. 20-something percent, like 23%. Let's say 20. We don't, listen, we don't fact check. I literally found this stat very, very recently. It was like one in five, essentially. Yeah. What is one in five? Mm-hmm. Close to one in four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 25%. You said 20, you said 20%. T- 23. 23, okay. Yeah. So like one in four point... Something, yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, you're the stats guy. Exactly. Right? I am the stats guy, so I'm I'm providing the stats here today. Twenty three percent of podcasts don't exceed the first episode, and well, we are not within that twenty three twenty three percent threshold. So the reason I bring this up, um, I think it's important to kind of gauge where you're at when when you're def- when you're pursuing any sort of creative uh, thing, whether it's music, well, podcasting for us. Um, dancing arts like painting or something and you want to kind of gauge how how well you're doing something or uh what your goals are type thing um i think for us is this podcast has been mainly a thing for fun um and the numbers kind of you know support that and kind of keep us going and your guys's continued listening keeps us going um but it's it's things like that that makes us think you know this podcast isn't all that Bad type thing, or <laughs> that's, that's a tip. <laughs> what a tip. I didn't mean it like I, this, this podcast. This podcast isn't all that this, bad. <laughs> this podcast is great. This podcast exceeds twenty three percent of people's other podcasts. I did not. <laughs> we're keeping that in, but that's. I didn't mean it like that. I I think that what we have here, Paul, is is pretty pretty fantastic. I like what we got going on here. I I am now curious. So you said twenty three percent of podcasts don't make it past episode one yep i want to know like how about episode two how many make it after episode that's three? a good question because it feels like there's a i don't know if this is like a stats phrase but the honeymoon phase when you start doing something it's like new and fresh and doing it over and over again it, it loses that novelty and then it's like oh wait a minute i have to do this this is kind of more of a, a gig a job instead of something that i want to do right for sure um i think that'd actually be very interesting i think the drop-off rate probably is kind of not exponential like the opposite of exponential i mm-hmm. forget the word is but you know big drop off and slightly less slightly, and then um uh you know there's going to be some podcasts out there that 
you know, they're really, really popular, but only have like seven episodes or something. So it may seem like, oh, they haven't continued, but they're still continuing. Anyway. Those are the ones that are like the heavily researched podcasts, one they do a lot of, you know, right. background stuff. We don't do that. We no, don't no, no, do no. that here. No, no, no. No, absolutely not. We um, just set up microphones and start talking. Exactly. And for some reason, you guys like that. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. And we appreciate Actually, that. Actually, we do appreciate it. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and another thing, too, is like... Uh, you know, regardless of the amount of listeners we gather or how big this becomes. I, for me personally, Paul, it has been a lot of fun connecting with the people around us in our community in ways that we would have never connected with them, like with without this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the guests or even some listeners, you know, we've developed connections with that we would have never had, you know, and I think that's really special. Yeah, I'm so glad that I've had, I've had so many great conversations with people I would have never imagined to come to my house and record with like Jimmy McKay legend right yeah um Danielle Perini legend, legend. would have never imagined that um Emily Castagnon legend would have never met like and everybody else that I I, I I can't well I can mention but it's gonna take a long time mm-hmm. but you know who you are if you're listening to this podcast thank you so much for coming on and all that on that jazz we love you and I'm so glad that yeah we're doing this so Let's move on with the content. State of the Union over. State of the Union over. We'll um, see you in two months. Or yeah, we'll see you in two months. <laughs> We're going to have plenty of other guests, plenty of other uh, awesome opportunities. we got a big, big uh, list of people, potential guests in on the pipeline. So uh, look out for those. Yeah, State of the Union over. So, Jacob, um, I got into a game. You got into a game. Again, a really old game. Oh, man. It hasn't been updated for a while. I don't know if the second version is coming out soon, but it's it's an old game, and I got into it. And you want to know why I got into it? Why'd you get into it? So I just started a new gig. It's like an after-school, well, you know this gig, but I'll explain it to listeners. It's it's an after-school, before-school gig where parents drop off their kids at, the ele- at an elementary school like two hours, an hour or so before school starts because they have to go to work in the morning, and then we just kind of oversee them, make sure they're not hitting each other or sticking crayons up their nose, right? All that all that jazz. Yep. So I'm doing morning shifts at one school, and um, I had a kid come in, and he wanted to play chess with me. So I was like, all right, let's play chess. This kid's in third grade, and um, he stomped me. He just mollywopped me. <laughs> like, it was embarrassing, you know? I'm thinking, like, okay, like, I know how to piece this move. That's, like, my extent. Did I say chess? Yeah. Chess, yes. It's chess. Chess is the game. Chess is chess the game. Chess is the game. And you probably know from reading the description of this podcast anyways. Mm-hmm. I digress. Um, this this kid just obliterates me in chess. And I'm thinking, like, okay, listen, I'm, You're like... You're, like, three times his age. I'm three times his age. I'm way smarter than this kid. I know how to piece this move. I'm just gonna... I'll just win, you know? But no, this guy just, like, wraps me up, ties all my pieces in a knot, and, like, checkmate in, like, 20 moves, you know? Like, one of those kind of games. I'm thinking, like, oh, my goodness gracious. He just wiped me. Mm-hmm. Done for, right? So this was, like, in the first day of the week. It was on Monday. And I'm thinking to myself, I need to start learning how to play chess in order to beat this guy because I can't just keep on losing. This my little child needs yes. to be. You need to win at the game of chess yes. against this kid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. Tuesday comes, same story. The guy just like destroys me, just buries me, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to study harder. Go home, watch more YouTube videos, read more articles, and all that jazz. Wednesday comes, same story, just mollywops me. I can't. I need to think more descriptive names of how I'm getting beat. You how know? are you getting beat, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, he, he won. I lost there. Yeah. 
Thursday comes. Uh-oh. I have been watching YouTube videos nonstop. For, Studying for Monday, the game Tuesday, for hours Monday. on yes, end. Yes, that's right. Learning about openings, learning about mid-game strategies, learning about defending pieces, learning about t- trades and all that. Thursday comes, guess who gets a dub? No way. I got the dub. Wow. I got the dub. That's right. Yep. I got the dub. And then Friday, too, I got the dub as well. So you've you within a week you've surpassed this young man's skill. That's right. Yeah, and this was maybe like I don't know three or so weeks ago, right here. So since then I've just been progressing and progressing in chess, and also I also got this is money. Two reasons we we stopped playing. One because more kids started showing up in the morning, and chess is like a one on one type thing. Yeah. And when a counselor is playing with a kid, it's kind of difficult to focus on other focus kids. on because it's better to focus on a big group of kids make sure they're not you know doing anything they're not supposed to be doing rather than focus on one kid so i kind of stopped playing chess in that regard so i can put my attention to other kids and two this kid kind of realized that i'm getting really good and he didn't like playing me because i just was starting to beat him <laughs> all the time i think our total like win versus win loss i think he has three and i have three and we haven't played since because there's more people there and he sort of realizing that i'm really good at chess now wow. we're not really good but like i got better than him yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's great so um i was gonna ask this his his reaction was like after the first win what was after your first win what was his reaction and his first win well like normally in chess you have check and checkmate right right and to listeners who don't know this when someone says check that just means that the next move that you can do can win the game and can capture the king because the whole game or the whole point of chess is to capture the king, right? And when you put your opponent in check, that means like my next move can capture the king. So the, your opponent either needs to move the king out of the way of check, um, capture the piece that put the king in check, or put a piece in the way of that piece to block it. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so I'm keep on putting him, I'm chasing this king around the backside of the board. And once I finally get the checkmate, he's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I need to, I need to look at this. He looks at the board, like for a solid wow. minute, trying to find any way that he could like move the piece. And I'm thinking like, no, no, man, that's, nah, that's checkmate. That looks pretty checkmate that's to looks, me. That looks pretty checkmate to me. And he was like, wow, bro, I haven't beaten a year. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he said like, I haven't, I haven't lost in like a year. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah man. Wow, so you, so you kind of humbled the man. He, he's kind of yeah. sitting on his throne of victory mm-hmm. for so long. If that was true, that he hasn't been beaten by a year, which I guess I could see that because you probably just been playing with his dad or so for his the dad past years. His yeah. little brother, his or little dad, brother, yeah. mother, whoever may be at home. Um, maybe I did end his year-long win streak, which that can be kind of a. I, I can see where that can be kind of debilitating and not want to play chess after that. Or you can fuel the fuel the young man to mm-hmm. to be the best chess prodigy on well, the hey, planet. That's what happened to me. This yeah. third grader stopped me and I was like I want to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. <laughs> so this this pursuit to become better at chess um it was something that I've kind of developed to maybe not to that well, extreme. Well yeah. The thing is I want to bring this up too because even before I started this gig and I started playing with these kids um, in, in chess you have taken a liking to chess. And I have made fun of you for liking chess because if you like chess, you're a nerd. Yep, <laughs> yep, absolutely. And for anyone who plays chess, right, or who doesn't, rather, if, if there's anyone listening right now who doesn't play chess and is listening to this conversation, you're most likely thinking you guys are a bunch of nerds, <laughs> filthy, <laughs> filthy nerds, and, you know, just pick up a different hobby or something because this one's n- n- not a good look. And I get it, you know, but what Paul and I would like to do today during this podcast is to encourage anyone and everyone to try out chess okay and the reason being for me uh this 
game is very, very interesting in the fact that, you know, it is one-on-one and there really is no factor to winning other than your skill and maybe your, like your focus. And, but that's all it is. One-on-one, if you are more skilled and more focused than your opponent, then you are going to win. There's nothing else to it. And there's, yeah, there's no... Uh, random elements to it. There's, there's no RGN. No, there's no, yeah, yeah, yeah there, there's no. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, I guess, like, if you do the thing deciding if you're white or black, you know. There's, like, a slight advantage there, yeah. But, it, like, you know, it, when you are playing at a level of, like, not Grandmaster. Then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Right. No. So, um, you don't have to be, like, physically gifted like you would be for a sport or <laughs> you something. You don't have to be, like, ripped. Absolutely <laughs> ripped. You don't have to <laughs> hit the gym like, every day. Like, gold pieces or something like that. Or <laughs> right. So, the only thing that matters when winning a game is your skill and your focus. Maybe another factor if I'm missing one. Chess legends out there. Anyway. So, that fact alone I find very, very interesting. Not only because... Um, it's like a this game directly shows your your skill level, but also the the game itself is so so wide in terms of how much you can learn. There's so much you can so much skill you can gather. You know, I mentioned the skill gap between between opponents, but that that amount of skill is so so vast. You know, there's a rating system in chess if you if you play online. So. Um, I think or I don't I don't even know what the average rating is, but for me when I started my account, I'm pretty sure it was around a thousand. And grandmasters, like top 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 tier players, thirty two hundred uh, onwards, right? Um, and then uh, you know, I started to dip down. I started I, I'm I'm around eight hundred right now, and I think Paul, you're at around four hundred at the moment. Yeah, like four hundred. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're pretty you know bottom of the barrel trash can tier like (laughs) it doesn't get it doesn't get much worse when it comes to our skill level but um you know there are some great games that are played between 400 level versus 400 level players and all of a sudden you 400 level versus like a 600 700 800 level you get destroyed but that same player versus a thousand level they get destroyed and you know the the staircase to to skill and and just development in that game is so so long it's almost like never ending the the best players in the world are still practicing and still developing their game um as it turns out like there are computers out there that can absolutely destroy uh human grandmasters out there and that alone is just fascinating it's like well these computers have these like infinite knowledge and you know it's like can you achieve that knowledge as a as a uh, human? I don't know, but um, so what you're trying to say is that chess is the best way to becoming a computer? Yes, that is <laughs> straight shot, straight straight path to being a computer. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just find that idea fascinating. Um, if you're a grandmaster player, like top echelon players, they could actually like guess what level of chess you're at based on the moves you make. So like. If I make a mistake, like hang a couple pieces here and there, they can say, "Oh yeah, that's a six hundred level player." And that's probably going to be me, even though I'm eight hundred level, play, you know, because I'm dumb. But anyway, um, so just these these ideas, and um, to be to be clear, you know, you don't have to be an absolute like you don't have to know a ton about the game to play it. Again, you could play against fifty rated players, terrible, terrible. Like they they don't even know how to move the pieces yet, and you could play against those guys and probably have a good game. 
where it's like one it, it, like it's pretty like it's, it seems like a pretty close game right so anyway um there's so many resources out there and i think it's like a fun little hobby that literally anyone can pick up and it's one of those similar to disc golf where you know there's you only have to spend like 20 some bucks per disc it's a very very cheap hobby to pick up um and, and spend a lot of time on chess is free chess is literally free chess is free so and i want to go on a, on the, the the free chess by talking about two popular websites and i want to talk about a blunder jacob committed <laughs> i did make a little bit of a blunder yeah i did so i did spend a decent amount of money actually i did mention so so okay there's this website called chess.com you know good website i do recommend good re- i good do website. recommend my chess. favorite com. for sure and there's another one called Lee chess Lie chess l-i-chess.com is it .com or .org? I'm pretty uh, sure. It might be .org. I don't know. Lie chess. If Lie you, chess. If Look at Lie chess. If you Google it, you'll find it. Anyway. Biggest difference between those two things, like, yeah, chess.com is, like, a subscription. You can make an account for free and play for free, people free. But where they get you is that there are um, two things I think they get you there is the analysis of a game and the puzzles. Puzzles in chess are just scenarios on a board, and the question essentially is, like, what is the best move for white, or what is the best move for black? And you're supposed to find the best move. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, then you keep on going on, right? And you got to pay to progress in the puzzles with chess.com. Um, and the other thing is analysis, where if you play a game, a computer tells you if your moves are really good or also if they were, like, trashed your moves and blunders, as chess people call them. Yeah. And... Um, you can pay money to get better like analysis on chess.com and you did that i did do that i did pay actually like a whole year um i i it's not a continuous subscription but i just i told myself you know i'm i'm actually actively playing chess like it's like a, it's become a daily routine for me where one of the last things i do at night when i'm the most tired for some reason which is probably terrible for my rating but um <laughs> uh, i just put on some like classical music and I'm just like in full PJs and I just play a couple games of chess, get rolled by some people, play a few puzzles and I just feel so sophisticated. And so it's like a great way to wind down mm-hmm. is it, which is strange. I don't know. You know, I actually changed my morning routine a little bit. You made that your morning routine. No, 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 no. Well, oh. kind of. Yes. So normally when I'm eating breakfast, eating cereal, eating granola and yogurt, whatever it, it may be, um, I always have my phone with me and I'm scrolling through Reddit in the morning. But now what I'm doing is I'm playing puzzles when I'm eating breakfast. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're observing chess boards while you pre- eat, eat breakfast. That's, That's amazing. That's right, yeah. Good stuff. So, okay, going back to um, chess.com and lie chess. The reason why I bring up these two websites and Jacob's little blunder right here, Jacob bought a description for chess.com. But the website lie chess offers all the same great. We're not sponsored. If you want to sponsor us, that'd be cool if you if you did. Lie chess. If you want to sponsor us, hit us up. Actually, no, that's open source. I think it's an open source website. It might be. So anyway, that's why. But hey, chess.com. If you want to sponsor us, (laughs) listen. I hey, I paid big money to to get on your website. So listen, we we, I give you some of that back. Let's just say that. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Um, lie chess does the the puzzles and analysis for free even though i haven't figured out how to analysis how you actually use the analysis in lie chess it's a little more complicated i think chess.com is more user-friendly and i would recommend that as your Mm -hmm. starting place yeah for sure and then once you kind of understand the game then you can move on to lie chess plus lie chess um i don't like but one thing i don't like about the the website looks kind of garbage the interface is kind of garbage and the what but the puzzles are free the puzzles are free yes but the interface is kind of garbage, and the main reason why it's garbage is because the background is, like, all white. There's no dark mode. 
No dark mode. Hurts my eyes. Terrible. I don't like it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so basically my blunder was I paid a decent amount of money to get unlimited puzzles, which already existed for free on my <laughs> chest. But I'm so glad I made that because uh, I made that purchase rather because, it, again, it is something that I spent a lot of time on. And, you know, with any of these free uh, services, any kind, whether it's chess or, I don't know, YouTube or something, you kind of judge, okay, well, how much time do I spend on this? And you kind of take things for granted that are free, you know? It's like, oh, it's, well, I don't want to pay for this. I'm, I'm already using this for free. But for this, I'm, this is kind of, I'm kind of coping for my my purchase, by the way. <laughs> some copium. <laughs> some, I'm, I'm, I'm injecting some copium straight into my veins. But, uh, you know, I do spend a lot of time on this platform, and I plan on doing so for the next year. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's a big incentive now, now that I've made that purchase. But anyway, so uh, chess, awesome little hobby that Paul and I picked up. Jake, if you could recommend, um, if somebody listening to this podcast who did want to take the dive into chess and want to start getting better at chess, what kind of con- what concept would you recommend to start thinking about when you start playing chess? Assuming the person knows how to pieces move, like pawn goes up, rook goes straight back back and forth, um, bishop diagonal, queen anywhere, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. What kind of thing would you recommend a person like looking out for, thinking to do? Take well, a better chest, of course. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough for me to say. You know, you just got to learn the pieces and really just play games. Um, just get, just get out there. Seriously, just play games. Um, and uh, you'll pick up pick up things on your own. Like, oh, you know, I really shouldn't be. Uh, you should shouldn't be making moves like this, this, and that, whatever. Or you start to remember, oh yeah, I totally forgot that this piece can move this way. And you just kind of get a better idea of how the pieces move, what certain patterns look like, and. Um, uh, as for certain like techniques, I guess you can, uh, think about like, um, I guess for certain techniques, you can think about like checking the King and then using that as an opportunity to take other pieces. So my thoughts are kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm a garbage player, right? You, there are, I, I, I should say there are a ton of resources out there from awesome creators on like YouTube or whatever that provide amazing introductionary uh, courses as well as just puzzle videos, people solving puzzles that are GMs, grandmasters, um, and just people playing games too, people analyzing games and breaking down each and every move and why they do these moves. Um, there's a lot out there. So again, the resources are plentiful. The, the, the medium is free. So Make it happen. It's a lot of fun. I, I promise you, you'll feel like an absolute genius after your first win. And um, and again, if you lose, just say, hey, my opponent is a big nerd. And you'll feel really <laughs> yeah. good about yourself. Yeah, if like, you win, you're, you're smart. But if you lose, your opponent's the nerd. <laughs> yeah, so you literally, it's a win-win no matter what. Um, so make it happen. I was going to say, learn the concept of defending pieces. Oh, sure. I yeah. think that's like the, where you should start, like learning how pieces move and then think about, okay, if I move this pawn here and then I move a knight to defend that pawn, like I don't, I don't need to worry about that pawn because someone takes a pawn, I take that piece. You yep. know? Just the concept of not hanging any of your pieces out to dry, not giving away your pieces, and making sure that your material, that's what chessers call um, <laughs> pieces material, making sure your material is defended. So with this niche group of people who engage in a certain hobby there are memes associated with it there are some fantastic just incredible chess memes and i'm not even kidding paul i've never laughed so hard as i did with like some of these (laughs) memes that i find 
Um, the Reddit, Reddit page is called r slash anarchy chess. I forget why. I don't know. There's a reason why it's called anarchy chess. And maybe there's a joke in that as well that we have not yet understood, Paul and I. But um, anyway, um, these memes, like, again, they're so niche. You don't only really understand them if you kind of got an understanding of chess, the game. But, man... It's just like it. It feels so good understanding it. We we kind of talked about it with Jay Lee a bit with programmer humor, and it's like if you're, but his his realm of CS it's a bit wide. You know, a lot of people are in CS. A lot of people are coding nowadays. Forget it. You know, chess super niche, super tight, and uh, those memes are so spicy, so hot. So if there's any reason you should be a part of chess. It's for the memes. It's for the memes. When Jacob said that he hasn't laughed as hard as some of these memes, Jacob and I send memes back and forth to each other, and I, there's some nights we're doing this, and I'm laughing so hard at these memes that I can't even breathe. Can't even breathe. Like, I'm just it's, crying. It's, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's so, so the good. The creativity and humor some people have on chess, and you would even, like, the thing I love about it, too, is, like, chess is, like, seen, it used to be seen as, like, this old, you know, um, like just you know, intellectual game that only the most only intellectual by super old people, old people, and yeah. you have to be you know old and intellectual to play this game. But no, it's like memes. It's about <laughs> as Gen Z as it gets now. Yeah. It really is. So, yeah, I I truly love it. Anyway, so that's a big big talk about chess. Um, I got I got one more thing to say about yeah, chess. What's up? If you wanna play me on chess, get a chess.com account. And find P on yeah, chess.com. If anyone was actually inspired to play chess off of this talk, please let us know. That'd actually be awesome. I don't know. I think I would play chess. I would. I would play chess with uh, people in the. And audience. if there's anyone who's an expert at chess that's listening, uh, please don't play us. <laughs> don't play us. I need to keep my my 400 rating uh, very nice and pristine. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my rating at 800 is like yeah. It, it needs to stay, or at least take it take an uptrend you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen downwards trends way too many times on chess what is your name on chess.com uh bc jazz classic find me uh pww find bc jazz on chess.com play us and make us cry yeah destroy us please all right that's chess moving on so uh, this is a classic episode and with classic episodes jacob and i are trying to incorporate a new little segment called the accountability corner where we talk about things in our life that we're trying to be better at more accountable with you know and um it's just kind of like a little touch-up it's a little keeping each other accountable exactly yeah exactly and you know jacob i must say you're looking very big very in a good big. in a good way very big in, well, the, in a good way <laughs> i you know, listen I've, I've gained a, a decent amount of weight i've been sitting at for the past year like 160 i'm close to six foot 160 right and just recently oh man i should weigh myself again uh a couple weeks ago i weighed in at 170 i'm like why i've never hit that weight number ever um and it it just felt really good you know i can't say i was like hitting the gym like a crazy crazy amount like here and there right Mm -hmm. um but i i've just been eating a lot more and um it feels good to finally feel good you know it feels good to finally actually feel good in my body because you know i've felt very you know skinny and, and and all that for a very long time mm-hmm. and um my metabolism is finally slowing down you know all my life i've been eating absolute trash and my metabolism has just been so amazing it's it's just been taking in any food that i eat and just you know just not letting it stick right and uh now it's now it's finally sticking now it's now, now i got some now i got some weight on me i don't know 
I was saying, Jacob, when I said, I, I must clarify this, when I said you're looking big, I'm talking about like the arm area, pec area. Yeah, well. You, you're looking good. The other day, we worked at uh, the restaurant together, right? Sure. You walked in with a t-shirt, and there's me thinking like, oh my goodness, Jacob's looking really good. Like his, his shirt's kind of bulged out a little bit, you know? Like you're looking really good, Jacob. Shirt was I, a I, bit I, small. Huh? Was a bit sp- okay. Okay. The shirt was a bit small. Did you wear the, that on purpose to no. show off to Emilio? Show, show <laughs> off to my, yeah, to the cooks, yeah. To show them the what they're... Yeah, if they're gonna be messing with me, they're gonna be. Hey, I I got some guns now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But no, I'm I'm far from that. Still, I, it it is just it is just uh, it's not a lot of muscle. I in fact, I've actually in the past few years, I've lost a lot of strength for sure. Um, I hit the gym now, and I'm nowhere near as strong as I was back in let me think like early college i used to hit the gym a lot like 2016 or so 2017? yeah 2016 17 around there me and uh you know past guests brian marbon and uh, um, uh patrick ryan he was a guest a long time ago um we hit the weights a lot together and uh i was pretty pretty for for my size i was pretty strong um but i'm a lot i'm a lot weaker now i don't know but i'm i I agree, and thank you, Paul, for for bringing that up. I I do feel a lot better for sure, mm-hmm. uh, physically. So, um, it's good. I I got a lot still to work on. You know, I'm still working out and um, uh, still trying to fix my diet a little bit to be better in that regard. But yeah, there was a saying. I can't remember if this was like a Patrick saying or a you saying, but it was like, in two weeks, like you'll notice a difference, and then two months, people start noticing a difference, and then in two years something it will, you'll be the difference i can't remember mm. what exactly it was but there was I'm, something some I metric wish I'd said maybe that, it was man. like a five day thing or five week thing a five month thing i can't remember what the metric was but it was like in this amount of time frame first you notice or something and mm-hmm. then this amount of time frame then everybody notices and then this amount of time framing then you'll be the something difference. or like i don't know something like inspiration like that wow. i like that a lot yeah. i wish i said that cuz that sounds kind of hot I'm it sounds like i think it's a patrick quote patrick yeah. Patrick told us that quote. Anyway, so yeah, Patrick, yeah, he, some, some, something like that, something along those lines, with like the two days, two weeks, five days, five weeks. I don't know. Like you know, his friends notice, and then you, you, you change your lifestyle or something like that. Yep. So, um, how's that habit feeling? How's that habit of going to the gym and doing that? How's that feeling for you? Um, it feels very good. I've so there's a lot of levels to these habits, right? Um. It was just, I want to say, last week where I kind of decided, okay, I need to really hone in on sleeping just good hours, sleeping, you know, eight to nine hours a day, not not slacking when it comes to sleep, just really be disciplined about that because I found that's, you know, it's people said it all the time, but sleep really does help with other things in your life, you know, your work and my performance here on this podcast for sure, or, you know, performance like in the gym or in other areas, it, it really does help in all those regards. And, um, and there, I, this is like a, an idea that I've kind of known for a long time, but I never, you know, there's always days where I kind of just stay up a little bit later, talk with some friends or, or, you know, watch something or whatever. And it's just kind of, I just kind of let loose on that. Right. Um, so pursuing that, has been kind of like a bigger focus. Also, a big, big tipping point for me uh, just recently was sleeping in maybe at like 11, 12 a.m. or something. And then I just randomly wake up like five in the morning. I'm like, what the heck? I want to sleep right now. 
you know, I want to sleep till nine. What's going on? Why am I waking up? And I couldn't go back to sleep at all. I really couldn't. So at around 6 a.m., I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to fall asleep. I'm going to just get up and start my day and see what happens. And it was actually amazing. You know, I, I didn't I didn't hit the gym that day, but I went on a bike ride, biked out to my favorite spot and meditated in that spot. And it was awesome. I listened to awesome tunes. And um, and on the way back, uh, what else did I do that day? Oh, I ate an awesome breakfast. I don't know. It was just like a very great start to my day. And I did all that um, before 9 o'clock even hit. I was like, what? This is amazing. Like, I, have, I feel like I have so much power. I have so much. And I just felt so good, too, despite it being so early. So combining those two ideas of early wake up and actually sleeping. So now I got to start heading to bed at around 10 or so, right? You know, I, like a, like an old man. These ideas allowed me to take that time in the morning to actually do things that I feel um, would make my morning better. So um, I'm just trying to match that feeling that I felt of just, wow, I, you know, I feel like I'm really doing something. I feel like I'm making myself better. And I'm trying to just match that feeling for, for each and every morning. So like uh, last morning, I just, you know, I knew I had to do something uh, um at around 11 or something. So I said, okay, well, I could just sleep in and just hang around, hang out until 11 hits, or I could just wake up earlier, hit my lift, and then shower up and eat breakfast and then be ready at 11. So I could do all that before 11 hits. I don't know. So these are all very much like easy things for a lot of people. But for me, it took a lot to get to that. And I'm probably, and again, within two weeks, I'm going to probably fall off of that and I'll, take some time to get back on that train but it's all part of the process you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. sure 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 um accountability corner for me i gotta tell you jacob it's not been as fruitful as you have been um in terms of reading not not too many words are being read in terms of lifting weights not too many weights have been being lifted partially because of that because i used to do that um at night like right before i went to bed around like i would do it like at at like 11 o'clock or whatnot when i was staying up really late and now with this new gig I have in the morning, like it kind of forces me to go to bed by at least like, you know, 10, 10 30 or so. So I can get a full eight, seven hours of sleep. So I'm awake and active for, mm-hmm. for this gig. Um, and I think because of that, like I've kind of been like, oh, I, I'm just going to skip this one lift tonight. And then from there, just kind of like stopped, you know. And then I could have sworn, I, I'm probably making an excuse right here, but maybe there's a grain of truth to this too. But, um, I'm not sure if lifting right before you go to bed is a no, good idea. Is that, that a good that idea? You're, you're, you're right about that. It's really not uh, the best idea. Um, it just it just tampers with your sleep. And a lot really? of people okay. are like, oh, I love, you know, come on, man. What do you mean? I love working on them in the evening. And it really doesn't affect my sleep at all. And um, I guess some people are different. If they truly feel that way, if, you know, their sleep is impeccable, nine hours, you know, no problem. But for a lot, a lot of people, um, it affects their sleep without even knowing it. So, um, whether or not it actually benefits your, your fitness is that, you know, it's better than nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. But it well, does always, affect your sleep. I always viewed it as like when you're sleeping, that's when your body like repairs itself. That's when your body, sure. yeah. your, your brain turns off a little bit and just kind of rests and prepares for the next day. And that's when your body, if you've you know, stretched or if you lift weights, that's where your muscles repair yourself because that's what lifting weight is. It's just tearing your muscles and yeah. then they rebuild stronger, right? There's truth to that. But and the, I thought that like lifting before you go to bed was like, that's what you want to do. That makes the most sense. Yeah. But the, the problem is like, 
you need to sleep, right? So like, yeah, sure. so you need to, um, if you're lifting weights, that's gonna, it's gonna like, let's just assume without any sort of resources, any sort of fact checking, because you know we don't do that on the show. <laughs> um, let's just assume the idea that it affects your sleep even a little bit. Let's say five mm-hmm. percent of your sleep it affects. In terms of like quality, like quality of sleep. Quality, okay, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Then then that sleep that does repair your muscles, you know, that is being tampered with and you would much rather have that 100% effectiveness of sleep, whatever that may look like mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. you, um, um, and then sleep at, a, or, or sorry, and then work out at a earlier time. And I think the window that I was, that I heard was like four hours before sleeping is like the, the ladies do should work out something around those lines. Um, and so you kind of get the best of both worlds of just working out. You are you are tearing your muscles, and you are um, once you sleep and once you eat, you're gonna fill up those gaps. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you're gonna you, you get good sleep and good working out practices. You don't need to try and get optimal like sleep to work out ratio. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. The the best routine is usually well any routine that isn't within that four hour before sleep period. So. You know, like now I think about this, like I'm saying that, you know, my habits that I'm trying to build haven't really been bearing much fruit and because I'm not really doing them too much. But now I think about it, this uh, you can you can categorize this as, as an excuse, but I think there are some legitimate reasons behind this. But, you know, like I said, I got this, this new gig of working in the morning, like um, taking care of kids in the morning. And when I would read and when I would work out, that was like late at night, right before I went to bed around like the 10 o'clock 10 30 hour i would start reading or so and then at 11 o'clock or even 11 30 sometimes even pushing at the 12 i would start like working out that's not staying up to like one o'clock like consistently you know mm-hmm. and with this new gig i, I had like you just can't do i that. can't do that anymore right yeah. I, I mean i guess on paper yes i could it's go to bed at one o'clock be bad but news for... i would just be hating myself all yeah. day just having no sleep and wouldn't be a good picture so maybe the the reason why i'm like i haven't been very true to myself is the fact that my new schedule demands a new time to find for the, these these things yeah so you're absolutely right i mean that is a big 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 change in your schedule that um you know before you didn't have to wake up that early at all like not even close to that no no, no not at right all. not even i close. was a lazy bum like getting out of bed at like 10 o'clock right and now you're getting up at like 6 6 30 yeah. i get out of bed at around 6 05 every morning yeah. now yeah. so that's that is that alone is a massive change that's that's gonna that that that's such a massive change and i think paul uh when approaching this gig um the way I would approach it too, I think the way anyone would is like, oh man, I gotta wake up so early. I think this is a great opportunity for good habits. And you know, I don't I don't know how many weeks you are into it, like a couple weeks. I think this week right here is week four, I believe. So we so you're you're about a month in. And um those habits haven't really sprung. You you know, you you got an awesome habit of waking up early and sleeping early. Well, yeah, the, the the sleeping habits there. Even on the weekends, yeah. I wake up yeah. around like six or seven o'clock. But maybe your expectations of like, oh, my life is gonna be all put together, isn't quite there. And I think you know, I think that's normal um, to to kind of feel like feel like your expectations weren't met. But I think it's important to say that anyone going through like a, it, I would say it's a big change going from like waking up at whatever time to like a strict six o five type early early wake up that's a big change to make and and you're right it is important to think about well when can i slot in some some of the activities like practicing and 
um, even like like eating like lunch and dinner these times change too for me like when I was on full I say it's just waking up at 12 all of a sudden that 12 o'clock lunchtime that doesn't become lunchtime anymore you know mm-hmm. it becomes like three or even four you know yeah so um, even those things you got to think about well what you know what and as I say this I'm thinking um, you can't be too strict as well at least for me the way I like to see it is like you can't be too strict you got to just think about what things are important to you when you can do them roughly and um, and try to try to achieve those things try to achieve those goals mm-hmm. and if you don't just reflect on it and move on to the next day that is that's all there is to it yeah yeah that's right that's right so um paul i think you are you know on if there's like a graph an up and down trend uh you're you may feel like you're on the down but there's there's gonna be up and you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna be a reading machine or whatever you want to do it doesn't have to be reading for to be clear you don't have to work out or uh, or read or meditate to be successful but you know you just got to do what you want to do um and just make that habit you know sure no of course of course i get that i get that um i kind of want to talk about that graph because i had a good image you know sure um the pre the previous year as i told you have has not been a kind year to me you know and i think the trend was primarily down for the Mm -hmm. past year you know but if you zoom in on that like line you can see a lot of like ups and downs but the little baby ups little baby ups little baby downs but the general direction that graph is probably going down you know sure i definitely say now for the past like two or three months since probably like around january february so i've been going up now yeah but even in that line going up little baby downs there are downs there's baby ups and baby downs but the general trend of that line is is going up so I guess that's I guess that's the way you, I could think about it too. That's a good like, title, you know, baby ups and downs. Baby ups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, Future Paul will make that decision, right? Yeah, there. yeah. I can, you know, listen. Paul's been great. Uh, Future Paul's been great about titles, so I can't <laughs> step on his toes. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, uh, but yeah. Um, so I, I think I just got to also remind myself that too, because my that life, those downs are okay. Yeah, my life has been a lot better since the past. Um, four or five months and I, I can't ignore that fact you know but then again the ultimate goal is to also always have that trend be going up you want to keep that trend going up and recognizing that those little downs in your life are, are just are all normal and natural we have those days and sometimes we can have those weeks but i guess the trick is make sure not to make those downs into a, a monthly or a two month down or like a three month down you know yeah i've been i've been journaling a lot that's so out of all the habits and i'm so this is like the one thing i'm like very proud of um you know, working out has been on and off. Eating well has been on and off. Sleeping has been on and off. But the one thing, for whatever reason, has has stuck. And I haven't really. I've skipped maybe one day out of the four or five months I've been doing it. Was journaling for whatever reason. I think I think it's because I made it so easy. It's literally right next to my bed, um, you know, on my little, you know, nightstand or whatever. And I purchased like really nice pens you know not like nice nice like hundred dollar pen you know but like oh this feels so good when i write type things and like a nice little journal as well i get i i went through one journal so i'm on my second one on reddit yeah, congratulations yeah good. i'm good. on my second one and i, I bought that and that looks kind of nice too and it feels good to write it so i just made it both easy and fun um and, and that there's just like no reason for me not to write no matter how tired I am I'll write some like a couple sentences about how tired I am and how I feel about that whatever you know so but the reason I bring this up is I can see in my journals of, of my day-to-day where I have good days and bad days you know and uh, 
something that's kind of helped me a lot on those bad days. It's just like, you know what? You know, just yesterday I had a really amazing day. You know, it was an awesome day. And, you know, today it's nowhere near as cool, nowhere near as exciting, uh, eventful, productive. But um, I'm going to have another amazing day. And this, you know, down day kind of makes that amazing day even better. Yeah, you know, and it's going right. to make future amazing days even better too. And the bad days are just all, in my mind, a part of the process. And I think um, at least not – so painting a picture of like a unproductive day where you're just in full PJs the entire day from 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 dawn to dusk and you just didn't do anything you wanted to do. And you just did terrible work today and, and just everything. You didn't want to talk to anyone, whatever. Just imagine the worst, worst day, right? Um, I find it that it's, you, you shouldn't really blame yourself too much for that. Just be like, okay, you know, that happened. Let's think about the next day, you know, type thing. And, and it allows me to put away the past and just kind of move forward. Just, just move forward thinking that, okay, just let's work on, let's work on now and let's work on like the next day. I don't really think too much like a week in advance, a month in advance. I don't think too much a week in the past, a month in the past. I just think, okay, let's think about today. What happened with today? Why was it bad or good? Let's think about what what we could do to make the next day better. And I just think about that. Maybe there's people out there that disagree with that idea, and maybe there's a reason to that. And I would I would love to hear that, to be honest. But um, that's what's worked for me right now. So, yeah. I like that. What you said about making journaling fun. I like that. Getting a nice pen and a nice nice journal. That's a big. That's like a quarter of the book of the. Uh, um, of the habits book, the habits like book. make it fun, making it fun. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That makes sense because you know, I, I, I was thinking about this too. You know, like uh, this has been something that's really scary, but not scary for me, but like a big commitment. I'm not think I'm ready for it yet, but getting a gym membership. You know, yeah, because for sure, the only thing, the only equipment I have to work out is myself and a, a twenty dumbass. pound weight and a twenty five pound weight. That's it, right? And I have this grand idea in my mind that. I want to become like this ripped, swole person. Not ripped, but like someone who has defined muscles and just bigger than I actually am because, I don't know, maybe half of this is like, you know, the portrayal on men of social media and how sure. you want to have big muscles, right? right? And I do I do have to be honest. I do feel insecure about my size and compared to other, other men. I mean, come on. Like, I, that's just how I, I see it. And I would like to get stronger. And I think, I don't know, I will look good with some muscles, you know? And I also have this grand picture of like I take pride in getting good at something without you know spending a lot of money at something like in terms of chess like I'm using live chess get good at chess I'm watching free YouTube videos I'm not paying for subscriptions sorry Jacob yeah I you know I I don't blame you I don't blame you at all um getting better at at jazz saxophone instead of you know even though it will be really helpful and I've re- received a lot of help with private lessons um like just kind of doing this on my own and looking up YouTube videos and doing a lot of transcribing and getting better in that way. I taught myself how to play bass. I taught myself how to play guitar, right? Taught myself how to play piano. Well, not really taught myself, but I'm teaching myself techniques to get better at these things. And I take pride at like this self-teaching um, of myself, right? And now I'm not knocking teachers because, I mean, I myself will be a teacher one day and you can learn an immense amount of knowledge one-on-one and in group settings from a teacher, but I do take pride in um, doing things in like a cheap and like economic way. And plus, I kind of like those humble beginnings of, yeah, this one dude who broke the Olympic record for powerlifting started in his garage and milk jugs, you know? Like, I think those are fun little stories. For but sure. I guess the, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that I'm, 
just scared or shy of the commitment of getting a gym mem- membership, shoveling out the money every month or whatnot, and like not using it, you know? Yeah, it's a big even commitment. Though, even though like the Habits book, it talks about making things fun. I think going to the gym and having access to all that equipment would be fun, you know? Like yeah. being that, you know, kind of like person like, yeah, I get to go to the gym, you know? I think that would be fun and beneficial instead of just in my room with two like secondhand uh, dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is definitely hard to to do any sort of weight training without weights. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. um, there are definitely resources out there that describe, you know, just body weight workouts in your home. I mean, the amount of those that came out at the at the at the heat of the pandemic were astronomical. Like there was this one uh, Reddit post that Arnold Schwarzenegger made actually that I saved in March. Uh, and he posted it. It wasn't even on a subreddit. It was just like his own account. And it got so many awards. It got so many upvotes, of course. He was just like, Hey guys, uh, it's crazy thing that we're a part of. Let me just teach you how you can do a full body workout with like a chair and like a broomstick or something, you know? <laughs> and it was so, so cool. Everyone's like, I love you, Arnold. Oh my God. Uh, 98% of the people never did one of those, you know, uh, workouts, but, um, and I, I did it once and I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And I never did it again, you know, (laughs) but, um, um, there are, those resources are a thing. Um, and I kind of, I do, I do relate. Although when I do have a membership, um, there was a long period of time where I didn't go to the gym despite even having a membership. I've, I've had it on, and maybe visit the gym like once a month or something. That's just not worth it for the, you know, the price you pay for a membership. Right. But I've kept it going to kind of like, you know, the small reminder of like working out being a thing. Uh, I'm like, Oh man. Yeah, I do. I am paying this much money a month to, to, to have this available to me. It's like almost like a, come on, you gotta, you gotta use that money. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'd be a factor for you, but I do understand what you're saying though. Um, how like you want to just refrain from that commitment. It is a little bit scary to just go all in from pretty much nothing to everything quite literally. So I understand that. Yeah, of course. Of course. I don't know. I just also, I just kind of want to see how far I can go, which is dumbbells. And maybe once I, if if I do start building a better habit of, you know, maybe inside a night doing the morning, right? Sure. That'd probably be the way to go. Um, but once I reach that like limit of like, okay, so my upper body is really nice and I do some squats, but like, what else can I do? Like, I just have dumbbells. I'm getting bored of this. I want to have more machines. I want to have better access to, you know, like what squat racks or what are the things like leg presses are there at the gym yep. and treadmills too, you know, mm-hmm. um, bench press, bench press, yeah. you showers too. <laughs> do, do you take a shower at the gym? Do you shower at the gym? No, no, I don't even change at the gym. I, I'm kind of weird. I never, I just go straight to the, straight to the treadmill and then straight into the weights I never I thought, like. I thought you were gonna say I go straight to the bicep machine. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I just hit one bicep and then <laughs> just call it a day. And call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I don't. I don't even shower or change in the gym. I don't. I don't bring like a whole bag or, or like a lock for the locker. I don't know. I just like show up in the gear that I'm gonna work out in. Oh, another like. Okay, this is such a petty thing right here. Yeah, what's up? Like every time. Oh. 
you know, I, I watch videos on Instagram or watch videos on, on, on Reddit of people doing lifts at the gym or whatnot, and the music they have playing at the gym, I find just insufferable. Oh, oh, for sure. Right? But that's why you bring your own your own headphones Yeah, but the and headphones play. I have are really nice and has a cable on it, and I don't really want to oh, bring that yeah. to a gym. Like, I don't want to get it really sweaty, you know? You got to get some garbage get Bluetooth some, but ones. But that's the thing, like... I like good quality music, you know. I just well, I, that's why you listen to bad quality music to match <laughs> with your bad quality like workouts. That you know, I, I'm the same way. I listen to well, some trash. I guess I'm going to listen to some EDM when I go to the exactly. Gym. <laughs> that's what I do sometimes. It depends on how I'm feeling. Some some obscure like metal mm. genre or something or some garbage EDM like 70s oh. Brecker. There we go. Oh oh, that guy's <laughs> going to get you going. You're going to hit some nasty PRs with that. But um, anyway, so well. Um, I think most importantly, Paul is just like kind of starting the journey, whatever it may look like for you. It doesn't well, have to. It doesn't have to be. That's what the guy said in the book. That's he what the said guy about said the, the, the little, the little like graph. You know, you, when you start a habit, like the first two weeks, really nothing's going to happen. Yep. It's that one percent return thing, and over time, that interest is going to get bigger and bigger. But one percent, I mean, that, that's kind of even a big number right there. But it's probably more realistically like point zero 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 one or whatnot, sure. or that's really teeny. Maybe like I don't know point one or who knows whatever but you know i just need to i guess my issue is just keeping something going for a long time and then had that habit builds a lot of my habits just fail really early really easy and i guess i can just read that book <laughs> and figure out yeah you know i think the moment you do is going to be like oh wow you know like but again that that's not like a key to victory type type thing either like you can't read one book or watch one movie and be like my life has changed forever and just mm-hmm. you know it does take a lot of um discipline and that sounds like oh like god we get it dude you're disciplined you know but i'm not i can't say i'm nowhere near that i'm i'm just at a high point and i feel good oh my gosh i'm in a weekend i'm i'm sleeping well and i'm but look listen next week i'm gonna be in shambles <laughs> i it's i'm not gonna be working now it's gonna be bad so again, everyone's gonna have ups and downs. So um, just, oh man, what, what what is there to to say to conclude that? Like every, we all got our own different tracks, and I think just focusing on, you know, what it is that'll make you happy, what what you feel that'll get that one step forward on whatever it is you want to do, make that happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's baby steps, man. You got you got to think about that too, because you know. I'm starting to another thing on my accountability corner. I made a step towards finding a finding a job. I made one, even if it was one baby step. I made a step. Congratulations, Jacob. Thank you. I I've refrained from making any steps. I, I've you know whether it was a good whether you would consider it a good excuse or a bad excuse. I've had you know excuses for not finding a gig, and that aside, you know I I feel like I'm justified. Um, but it's been a long, long time now, and I feel like it is time. It's about that time to start at least get the ball rolling. And all I did, just fix up my LinkedIn and just like look look through jobs and like kind of prepare myself to or prepare like my my resume and whatnot to to send out to multiple people. I haven't sent any op- applications at all. Um, I just looked at potential job titles, stuff like this. And now I feel like the process was a little bit easier, you know. It's a little bit easier to to, and and once I send my first application, oh, then the ball's just rolling. Now mm-hmm. now we're going downhill. So once I get to that point, oh man. But 
that that's what I would describe for any sort of habit, any sort of goal you're trying to achieve. Just think about the first step. Think about the first thing you want to do. Very yeah. good words, Jacob. Very good words. Thanks, man. Um, so with that resume, I got actually one question for that. Yeah, what's up? Do you have your chest rating on the resume? I should, because <laughs> it is at a point where you know any employer should look at that and be like, "Wow, I need <laughs> to hire this guy immediately." I mean, chess is. I mean, well, I was gonna say, is chess like a good measurement of your intelligence? No, no, maybe your intelligence of the a skill. game. Yeah, yeah, your your commitment to a skill, maybe. That's a bit of a stretch. Like, focus, maybe. Right. Yeah, your focus. Um, there, there's like a funny, a, an interesting, uh, stat that some jobs like you to have on your resume and that is your typing speed. Really? Yeah. So, uh, a couple jobs that I've seen is like, oh, we prefer a typing speed, uh, uh or w- words per minute of 90 plus. And I'm, I'm at around like 70, 80 average. So I was like. That's just like for productivity right there, right? Yeah, for productivity. It depends. It obviously depends on the gig. You know, like if you're typing, like let's say you're a, uh, I forget the job title, but like you're typing up uh, like a scribe maybe? Like Mm -hmm. you're typing up. um, um, Transcripts. Transcripts of like, if you're at like next to a judge or something and you're typing up transcripts of like the, the case, you know. I I think they're called scribes. I don't know. I think they use special like um, keyboards for that, like speed the process. Yeah, I think there's special. uh, Don't quote me on this one, but I think that their keyboards have commonly used words like the. Oh, really? And they or whatever other is maybe. So just press that button and it goes. Types out the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there are like common words on their keyboards, and it's a special key, not like our traditional QWERTY keyboards. Sure. But I did not know that words per minute was like now a skill to it, get well, going and show it, on a I'm sure less how do they so test that like do you just they, they say okay type the sentence go well they don't <laughs> test there's there's a lot of things that they don't test when so it comes you could just hiring. put your words for a minute like yeah I have a 120 million. yeah yeah 120 <laughs> and don't don't test me on that please yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, impressive, 120. Like, I can't imagine them pulling up uh, typeracer.com or something and be like, <laughs> listen, all right, bro, let's see that 120 right now or else you're not getting the job, right? So, um, Or they pull up a chessboard in the interview and like, all right, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah let's go. Oh, my, what a, what a, fin- see, that's that's the moment I'm training for, Paul. Some random weird employer just goes, all right, for you to get this job, you have to play me in chess. And then and if you lose, you call him a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I do not. So to answer your question, no, I do not have my chest rating or my t- my words per minute. Um, Maybe you should put both average. of them on. Maybe I should. Maybe I'd be getting jobs if I had those on. <laughs> but anyway, so, yep, the ball is rolling in that regard. So it's fun. You know, Jacob, one habit that I do have down really good. You want to know what the habit I have down What's really the habit? Good? The habit is recommending music every single week on oh, the podcast. Oh, and what a good habit it mm, is, Paul. What a good habit. You want to start us off? I'll start us off, Jacob. I don't even have to look at my phone. I know what I'm recommending. Well, let's go. Let's okay. hear it. So this is kind of like a two-for right here because I have a story connected to this artist and I have the song. Um, so the artist, as you, you may know, I, th- there's a person called Joe Henderson who I kind of like. I'm a big fan of his music. Who's Joe Henderson? Who? Oh, let me tell you who Joe Henderson is. I think I've told this story to you. I think I've told this story to you, Jacob, but I'm going to say it again because it's a fantastic story. Um, Jonerson was known as a very intelligent person. Well, he was a very intelligent person, very educated. And um, like, for example, you'll be you'll be giving a lesson at his house in th- San Francisco. Phone rang, and he just pick up and like start speaking French in the phone. You know, dude, like he knew he was I think trilingual. I know he knew English, French, and there was another one. Maybe it was sure. German. I can't remember what okay. what, else, what it was. I believe it. Dude was a smart guy. And there's a story of him. 
at an airport with his tour manager or or whatnot, and they're waiting for a plane to leave or it was a layover or something like that. So Joe was sitting in the chair, head down, kind of he had a saxophone case in between his legs, kind of keeping to himself. Tour manager was just I don't know reading newspaper or whatnot, just kind of minding his own business, and he could hear Joe Henderson mumbling like E five F F two take up. And it's kind of like like letters and numbers, and like he was thinking like, what is Joe saying? He listens in a little bit closer, and he realizes that Joe Henderson is playing a chess game in his head against himself. No way. Yeah, he's just going through all the moves, like just saying like E five, F three, H two. You know, I, those uh, I don't know if there's a, those moves that are right there, but you know, he's just doing that. You know, and the dude was that's right. He could just play a chess game in his head while waiting for a plane at the airport. And at that's some insane. point, that would be kind of cool to. Be able to do that. To be but able to do that, yeah. Your no, brain has to be so massive in order to do that. We are far from that, yeah. Some people play blindfolded. Yeah, no, we're not there <laughs> yeah. yet, Paul. There's 3D chess, too. Oh, f- yeah, 5D at this <laughs> point, I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Four-player chess, yeah. No. Anyways, so Joe Henderson was actually a big chess player, and I find that kind of cool because I'm a big Joe Henderson fan. Anyways, I'm going to recommend, recommend the tune Inner Urge uh, off of Joe Henderson's album Inner Urge, the title track. Um, the cool thing about this album, or album rather, song, is that it doesn't follow traditional jazz harmony in the sense that the chords aren't um, mainstream jazz um, sequences. And the cool thing about this song is that essentially 99% of the chords in the song are all major 7, sharp 11 chords besides two of them. The first one and the second to last chord. And you would think it would be a beautiful, beautiful song because you know, when you think major 7, sharp 11, that's normally known as like a very major happy beautiful pretty sound but the song is written in a way for it to be like dark and mysterious and when joe takes a solo there's a lot of like angry moments so it's really just it's a fun tune to listen to and um yeah joe henderson he's killing check out inner urge by joe henderson nice recommendation always nice to hear a joe recommendation but uh the one that i got this one i actually heard this morning this morning when i was prepping to get ready to to go record uh, episode of the Inside Podcast. I was listening to this record that just came out last week, actually, um, by this guy named Bruno Pernadas, some uh, some guy from Portugal, and he's actually a jazz teacher uh, in some port- Portuguese university. Um, that's about as much as I know about him. I just kind of did a little research. I was like, who the heck is this guy? How is he making this insane music? So let me let me describe a little bit so i would describe this music that so this latest album is called private reasons and the website i use to kind of you know uh it kind of stores a lot of ratings of albums and stuff this describes it as like a progressive pop or psychedelic pop record okay and um I kind of, this album really transcends any sort of genre, but that kind of gives like a good general vibe. Um, I kind of describe it as pop that's super hip, super, super hip, okay? And it shares a lot of things that I really enjoy about music. There's some awesome vocals in here. There's some really lush strings and flutes and just amazing production for what is just ultimately like a kill and jam, okay? And um, the song that I would recommend that I think is the most listenable. Um, the other ones are a little bit out there. But uh, Little Season 1, I thought was super, super awesome when I first listened to it. Little Season 1 and the nice little, uh, not prelude, opposite of prelude. Postlude. Postlude. <laughs> uh, there's a word. Uh, anyway. I think it's postlude. Season, postlude. Actually? I do think it's postlude. 
Little Season 2 is a nice little postlude. Or maybe just Part 2, I don't know. Part 2. Anyway, uh, it's a nice little way to wrap up the tune. But Little Season 1, really, really enjoyed that. And the whole record, I would recommend. If, you, if you're into like pop music or jazzy stuff, check, check it out. If you're f- trying to check out something new, I thought it was really nice. So Little Season 1 by Bruno Pernatas. I'll be checking out his other stuff, too. And I'll let you guys know what I think. Excellent recommendation. Also, I'm going to do an ad right now. Or What's not, the ad? Not an ad, but like a request. If anybody has a um, amplifier that they want to give me for maybe money or for free, I'll pay. That works. Let me know because I want to listen to vinyl and oh. I want an amplifier. Okay. So um, hit me up. If someone actually does that, Incredible. if someone actually has an amplifier and, and hits you up and off I, of this, I would be shocked. Oh, shocked, yeah. What? But oh man, how amazing would that how be? How amazing would that be? Yeah, I, I just want to listen to vinyl. I have a vinyl player in my room, but it, it works like once a month because <laughs> it, it's, it plays for five minutes and then the signal just becomes because <laughs> yeah. I don't know something's wrong with the amplifier. Oh well, well that was a fantastic episode of the Inside Podcast episode number thirty-seven, I think. It was great um, catching up with you, Paul. It was good to be caught up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Oh, as well. Excuse me. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope to see you on the next episode. As always, please enjoy this episode inside only, in the morning, in the evening, and in the afternoon, as long as it's inside. Thank you for listening. Signing off. Signing off.